our insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now a small business setback, delivered by a kind French stranger. Uh, Monsieur, there was an accident. The windshield of your catering van is, uh, how do you say, kaput? But Progressive has an extensive network of repair shops. Now, we think about the old days. Brave Marin revient de guerre. When things go wrong with your small business, it's comforting to know you have Progressive Commercial. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Croissance for everyone! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has Rhabdomyer sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope. For the donors out there, it's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, please feel free to do so at ESPN Radio Nolo is the way to do so via social media. Rafael Esparza will join us at 115. You're going to hear from some Pels players. They come up short in Houston yesterday. The NFL, what is your, I guess, takeaway or two from the, the, the day in games yesterday? Got a pretty important Monday night game tonight. Patriots and Bills, kind of looking forward to it. 7-15 kickoff over on ESPN. New England 8-4, Buffalo 7-4. And, and uh, we can touch on that again. Some of the games yesterday, there's only one other game in the NFC South, and it was the Bucks and the Falcons, Tampa winning 30-17. to And the Panthers were off. Remember, the Saints played on Thursday. Carolina making news as they fired Joe Brady. Offensive coordinator. A lot of people feel it's a scapegoat move. A couple of weeks ago when the offense was struggling, this is before they went and got Cam Newton. There was talk that maybe that they should be doing that. Then it was right around the time, to be honest with you, when about a week or so when Ed Ogeron and, and the and the LSU Tigers had agreed to part ways. And a lot of LSU fans were saying, call Joe Brady. He could be your head coach. Breathe, I kept saying. I'm like, I, again, I that wouldn't have been a good move. Anyway, so I'd love to hear from you, LSU fans, if you think that that is something that maybe Brian Kelly should think about for offensive coordinator. Now, Brody Miller, the athletic, threw out two names. Um, Jeff Levy, Ole Miss, OC. Kendall Bryles, Arkansas, OC. And covering the Hogs like I do uh, on the weekend with their pregame show, Lots of positive things being said about him, and the belief in Fayetteville is that somebody's going to come a calling. And it's interesting because, again, that is an SEC West opponent. And the name that Brody threw out for defensive coordinator again, this is just what he's hearing, his opinion, or whatever. Pete Golden. He is the defensive coordinator for your Alabama Crimson Tide. Would you like to have him, those two? Again, Brian Kelly's made no bones about it. He wants to make the coordinator positions, essentially, if it's who he wants, the highest paid at that position in college football. That'll be intriguing. So I'll also take your phone calls as well, Tiger fans, if you you have comments on Mickey Joseph going over to Nebraska. Tommy Moffitt being like uh, the 21 years. So you want to chime in on that? You can. 
Saints fans hadn't forgot about you. Just feels like it's been forever ago since that game took place. And look, mallet finger. We're going to talk with that uh, to Mike Triplett coming up at 215. And that is, of course, the injury to Taysom Hill. Saw it throwing in, hit um, somebody, and it was essentially one of those interceptions as to why that took place. Back on Thursday night, Taysom. It's doing okay. We'll uh, get it assessed, figure out figure out a plan tomorrow. Uh, went to throw a ball, and I hit it on hand. Foot's okay. Um, you know, I, I, I made it okay, like I said earlier in the week. It's to the point where the pain is manageable and, you know, not, not limiting what I, I felt like I needed to do. And that was, that was the case tonight. Yep. And I think what's interesting is the reaction after the game. Again, Maddie Hudak filled in on Friday. So I haven't heard what you, you felt or thought about that game. And you look at the interceptions. How much of the injuries affected it? I do think it is tough to be out of football for a couple weeks. Concussion, injury, not healthy enough to play, even though you're the backup for two weeks. And then come in and be asked to start at quarterback against a very good team. I mean, the Cowboys are not a bad team. Especially on defense, they got some playmakers. Defense, I thought, did about as much as you could. Dallas showed you what it's like to actually have receivers and playmakers. And again, I'm not being ugly to Deontay Harris, who again is the only weapon on this team, as he showed. Caught a short pass, see a touchdown. And it's easy. Sean did. Got upset at Kenny Stills afterwards saying, you know, that was a good throw and he should have caught it and off his hands in the red zone and interception. But there was a reason Kenny Stills was on a couch at the beginning of the season. Again, I'm not being ugly, but that there was a reason. If you are good enough to play and teams covet you and want you, you're, you're playing or you're on the roster. It's just hard. I know Mark Ingram played, bless his heart. Um, no Alvin Kamara, no starting tackles. It's just, it's hard to even honestly get angry about it. But you lost five straight, so I don't, I don't really know what to sort of expect moving forward. I mean, you faced the Jets on Sunday. I, I'd like to think the losing streak would wrap up and will come to a halt with that. Especially following the loss that they had yesterday. And players, which I'll play here in a quick second, saying that nobody respects the Jets. (laughs) As the Eagles won 33-18. Gardner Minshew stepped in, quarterbacked, as Jalen Hurts apparently was injured, kind of a late, sort of situation there and Nick Sirianni the head coach for Philly was asked afterwards again that's why I always say this you know people like Sean's gonna go like Keyshawn Johnson last week Sean Payton could go to Dallas you heard the national show before I came on today what about the Giants the Giants call Sean Payton these are the type of things that you wouldn't have to answer or ask, or you can just say next question in New Orleans that Sean does now that you're you're just going to get in Philly. Mind you, started off rough, made the move to run. Jalen Hurts played very well. Hurt, so he doesn't play. Minshew does okay. Two TDs, 242, 20 of 25. Now apparently... Harry Douglas, is there is there a quarterback controversy? Ooh, I don't know. Have have, have the floodgates been opened up? Uh, I know Jalen Hurts. He he wasn't hurt today. And I and, I, and I'll say this: a guy who's who's in the front off Philly now, Dave Caldwell. Dave Caldwell was in Atlanta with me. He 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 transitioned after being let go of his duties in Jacksonville as a general manager. He is there. 
in Philly now, and I'm pretty sure he played a part in Minshew going up to Philly, right? So I know he's probably a guy right now that is smiling ear to ear because Minshew had a great game today. Now, granted, it's the Jets, but one of the things they've been looking for at the quarterback position for this team is consistency, right? Not good two games, bad one. Not good three games, bad two, right? They're looking for, they're looking for consistency. And today, Gardner Minshew was, he was efficient. You, you just read off his numbers, and I, I want to see what they're going to do next week. If Jalen Hurts is able to play, are they going to go with Jalen or are they going to go with? You making a controversy? Yeah, we, why not? Why, <laughs> why not? Let's let's do it right now. Why not? <sighs> why not? Huh? <laughs> I mean, again, you do remember that when they they played the Saints, they were the greatest ground and pound team in NFL history, unstoppable, right? Now all of a sudden. The guy apparently, and honestly, and that's why you heard him say, Harry Douglas said he wasn't hurt. People are wondering, was he hurt or not? Here's the head coach, Nick Sirianni. He wasn't healthy enough to play. And, you know, we, you know, he was, we thought he was getting better. And, um, it just, it just, we were always going to put the player's health, uh, first and foremost. And so he just wasn't healthy enough to play. And, uh, and that's why, why he didn't play and didn't dress. And then how involved is he in that? Like, did he want to play? And you guys, of said course he wanted, of course he wants to play. Um, you know, the, like I told you guys on Friday, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of parties at play. I always got to listen to the doctors. I always got to listen to the trainers and I always got to listen to the player and take all that, all that information and uh, make a decision that's best for the, for the player and our team. Will he remain your quarterback? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> did he want to play? Of course he did. Will he remain your quarterback? Well, yeah, of course he is. I'm just telling you that, that that's the kind of stuff you would be getting. You know, in other media markets, that is for sure. So, anyway, that's in Philly. Again, the unstoppable ground game. <laughs> All of a sudden, quarterback controversy with Gardner Minshew. So, back to your J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They lost yesterday. And, again, the narrative this morning, if you were putting on ESPN and watching, and even on the show before we came on, on Barton Hahn, it's, it's you know, crushing on the Jets. Jets stink. Again, they are the next opponents of your New Orleans Saints Sunday at noon. Nothing solid can do when they face the Cowboys. There's nothing solid can do when they face the Colts. There's nothing solid can do when they play these teams with grown-ass maulers on the offensive line. All right. They, they defensive line. Fadakasi, I don't know what the hell. He's trying to get paid be OJ the Juice Man. He run around blocks say, bro, we can see you. You 340 pounds, bro. Like, what are you doing? All right. So that's one aspect of it. And here's Rex Ryan on uh, the Jets and uh, if anybody respects them. If a team is disrespecting you, if a team is speaking to you a certain way, your team should have the opportunity or your team should say, okay, you know what? This game gives me an opportunity to rectify all that. Mm. That's the way I look at it. If, right. if somebody says somebody's disrespecting me, if you're laughing at me, if you think we quit, if you think we don't give effort, the film and the game gives me an opportunity to show you that you're full of crap. Right. And if you're going to disrespect my team, if you're going to disrespect my coach, the only way you can do that is if I allow you to. If my play preceding says I shouldn't be respected or at the current moment I'm not making you respect me, and the New York Jets are doing nothing to fix that. So there you go. Just letting you know that that is a team that, again, will be facing your New Orleans Saints in the near future, as in Sunday. It's functional. Nothing's working. The head coach says you got to go out and prove yourself every week. I'm not saying it. I'm not. No, they're not going to all of a sudden just be the greatest team in the NFL on Sunday. Just saying. Um, so CJ Mosley, and a lot of the reason they were talking about that, that was not Rex Ryan, by the way. That was Ryan Clark. But one of the pe- people and reasons why everybody on ESPN this, mo- this morning was talking about 
disrespect and stuff is because linebacker C.J. Mosley of the Jets said this. At the end of the day, you know, wins, wins and losses happen in this game. You know, that's part of it. But um, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's all about respect. And right now, you know, teams are not respecting us. And, you know, that's well that's well deserved, whether, you know, it's by uh, uh, self-inflicted wounds or, you know, about uh, the history of the Jets. And there it is. So I'd say member on the Jets talking about how no one respects them. So that's why everybody this morning on ESPN was like, well, you got to earn that respect. Let's just hope they don't try to earn that respect Sunday at noon when they take on your New Orleans Jets. I mean, Saints. See what I just did there? My goodness. Rafael Esparza, he joins us next. Don't go anywhere. It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Sports betting is coming to Louisiana, and there's no better place to get in on the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook. To celebrate, we're giving you $100 in free site credit when you register early. That's right. Register and verify now, and you'll receive a free $100 bonus when we're live. FanDuel Sportsbook is safe, secure, and 100% legal and regulated. The app is easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great offers. And when you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and register now to get $100 in free site credit. Must be 21 plus and present in Louisiana. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable site credit that expires seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Louisiana. Go live date. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. It's the big finish sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Galvalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic coated Galvalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Can we talk Talk sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. For Oklahoma State, win a conference championship if you score in all likelihood. And perhaps the CFP, Jackson, trying to turn the corner, and he did not get there. Jaron McVay raced him to the pylon and made sure he came up inches short. Baylor with the win there and easily to me the most dramatic player of the weekend. Rafael Esparza, and we like to call him Mr. Vegas. At VSI Doc Sports, the way to follow on Twitter. He's got a YouTube TV show in the works and probably a book and who knows what else. Rafael, how are you, man? Pretty good. How about yourself? So when you have a play like that, first off, what was, what was the line? What was the money line on that game? Uh, I think it closed around uh, OK State, like five and a half, maybe some sixes out there. But the, uh, live gaming was all on uh, pretty much all Baylor throughout the whole game because they pretty really? much had control, especially uh, late in the second half. But uh, if you had Oklahoma State, you're, uh, you're, you're probably already disappointed throughout the game. Okay. So were you like on the edge of your seat when you saw that play? I was just because I, I knew the ramifications. I mean, I know Notre Dame fans are watching it, Cincinnati fans are watching it. So I was I was looking at at that point of view. I just, I I had Baylor as some predictions of mine plus the points. I just because I just figured Oklahoma State with that big win in Bedlam, 
might come up a little bit short on that one. So uh, it was it was very it's probably one of the most entertaining games of that uh, of Saturday. What did you think of the other big games on Saturday that stood out? I guess uh, I'll just give them to you, and you can tell me what you feel about it. Uh, Cincinnati and Houston, 35-20 there. The Bearcats left no doubt in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I had Houston. I even thought Houston might win straight up. Uh, they played tough. Uh, it was 14-13. Then in a blink of an eye, I think I was filling uh, my wife's wine, uh, wine glass. The next thing I know, uh, Cincinnati was up by 20. Mm-hmm. Michigan and Iowa, 21 points in the fourth by the Wolverines. They had that game already, essentially. Iowa, when we had Chip Patterson on last week, he said they can't score. I mean, they weren't going to score on that defense. It looks like, what, the right defensive end could be the, the number one pick for the Wolverines in the NFL draft. I, I saw an interesting thing. ESPN over the weekend was talking about that this could l- literally be an NFL uh, Sunday countdown on, on yesterday in the morning show, that they were predicting – that they may not have a quarterback taken in the top 10 this year. Are you hearing that? Yeah, and I think that's why you're probably going to see uh, a lot of big names in the NFL go to different teams. and They're not, they're not going to rely on the draft to maybe reboost your quarterback question marks. Uh, if you're, I'll put the Saints in that category. I'll put the, uh, the Lions at Pittsburgh. There's going to be a whole Seattle, uh, Houston. There's going to be a whole bunch of teams looking for quarterbacks that maybe would look at the draft first. Now I think free agency uh, could be that. That's why maybe grab your Jimmy G Saints jerseys now. <coughs> so you think of all the – how would you put like your top three or five? I, I'm calling Rodgers first, right, to see if that yeah. uh, there's oh, interest yeah. there. Russell Wilson second. Are you saying Jimmy G three or – or Jameis, famous Jameis three. Uh, that's a tough one uh, for three, but I think it, I, I would put Russell Wilson three because I think it's Aaron Rodgers one, Aaron Rodgers two, Russell Wilson three. <laughs> you're, you're going all in for a Rod. Huh? Um, <laughs> so Georgia and Bama, how surprised were you? That one shocked me. I, I thought Georgia's defense would have just outmuscled. Uh, Alabama's offensive line, which Auburn did uh, two weeks ago. And, and boy, man, just Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, they just give us the double birds every time we put doubts in their minds. And uh, that's what happens. I mean, Nick Saban put a, gave me the double bird uh, mm-hmm. on national TV because I predict Georgia was going to win that game. <laughs> I did love the bite. I'm trying to find it so I can play it again. Where he, oh, it's rat poisoning? Talk, oh, yes, the rat poison this time around, fantastic. he said, was yummy. And that's about as much flexing as you really see Nick Saban do. But he absolutely loved the fact that people doubted him, and he still liked to remind people he's still on top. All right, so the, the, the CFP rankings are in. We know the bowls. When you, and I know we have time. We have a little bit before New Year's Eve. But when you kind of look ahead to those matchups, Bama and Cincinnati, 2.30 kickoff. I can't stand the kickoffs, by the way. But anyway... Do the Bearcats pose a threat? Uh, <laughs> it's a 13-and-a-half-point no. line right now. Yeah, and the total is 58-59. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Cincinnati will be able to pass on Bama secondary, and I think, of course, Alabama, depending on how, if their running backs are uh, healthy, uh, I think they'll be able to run uh, and score on Cincinnati. I like mm-hmm. this thing to go over. would not be shocked if it lands in the high 60s. Uh, but, again, Nick Dave, I'm not going to put doubt. Uh, Nick Saban, because he might put up a 20, uh, 21-point win. But if you're Cincinnati, you need to lose by a touchdown or less to show the committee, hey, we still belonged here. We hung around with Bama. Uh, either win the game or don't lose by double digits. See, I, I agree with you. And then at the same time, is that really fair? Because Georgia, an undefeated, dominant team throughout the season, won in that game. You know what I'm saying? No. I mean, so it's like, are you going to say, well, Cincinnati? I mean, look, it just depends, I guess, really, if Bama's healthy. I think the loss of Michi could be yeah. an interesting loss, to be honest with you. I, I agree. That could be a very interesting. Because he's got, not only can he catch, he runs great routes, he's got speed. Yeah, lots of speed. By the way, Bryce Young, 4,322 yards, the final total, 43 TDs. It, I mean, should we even have the ceremony? No, I mean, I, granted, uh, I would love, I love me some Hutchinson from Michigan with the, what he's done in defense. What he did is just in the Ohio State game alone mm-hmm. uh, was 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 fun to watch. But yeah, just give it. To, of course, we have to give it to a quarterback. Quarterbacks can do no wrong. <coughs> I was going to say and mention. Did you see the fake slide uh, by the Pittsburgh quarterback that many believe um, 
could be one of the type, you know, top picks in the NFL draft, Kenny Pickett. Uh, the fake slide that turned out to be a touchdown run. That's a, that's an interesting thing people are talking about here because two defenders were ready to to pummel him. He goes to slide, so they hold up, and then he doesn't slide and runs right past him for a touchdown. I can guarantee you that's going to be a rule that uh, that you, your quarterbacks will not be able to do that. Guarantee that because you just said it. I mean, defensive guys are already very cautious when they see a running back right. run, and, and all then all of a sudden he's going to fake slide and then not slide and then runs for a touchdown. I can guarantee you that's going to be one of the talks at both college and in the NFL. We're not be shocked if some stupid laundry is on the field for that. Yeah, I, I agree. It will definitely be one of those things where if you start to commit to slide, quote unquote, then they will. You know, then you have to. Like, you can't do that. Cause I mean, he did. It was the okie doke. Everyone was, I mean, look, it was, if anything, I kept looking at it. It was an incredibly athletic play. Cause I'm like, I'm surprised you don't tear something, you know, to try to come. Yes, I'm to a stop. I'm so shocked his knee didn't blow up. Yeah. Cause I mean, he really did look like he was about to slide, but before he gets onto the ground, he pops up and takes off running. All right. Anyway, uh, the other one is, of course, Georgia and, and Michigan. That, that has the makings of of a good one, I think. I think, huh? I, I like Michigan in this one. Just a because I can't. Like, I, I would have to shoot myself after watching SEC championship game. Uh, so I'm actually rooting for Michigan. And I just want to think. Yeah, Georgia got exposed by Bama, so I think maybe the playbook is out. I think their secondary might be their weakest part. So if you're Michigan, maybe uh, get your tight ends involved quickly and early, so maybe the running back game can go in the second half. Uh, this game, I have a feeling, might be the closest one out of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm waiting to see how high Georgia goes. If I can get more than seven and a half or eight, uh, I might be taking Michigan. I might be putting on my blue khakis to watch this game. Oh, you're going with the khakis. All right, I got you. Uh, as far as the NFL goes yesterday, Raphael, what were some of the games that stood out to you more than anything? I was surprised a bit by the outcome in the Chargers-Bengals game, but it almost felt like, judging by the analysis this morning by the ESPN experts, Tim Hasselbeck said the Bengals let Burrow down. Dan Arflowski, I got a bite of him saying that Burrow played better than Herbert yesterday. Fumbles by Mixon, not catching the ball by Chase, turning into interceptions. What was was that a Bengals loss, or, or, or did Burrow not perform well? Uh, I think Burrow had a great game. I just think uh, I think the Bengals are there closely there, but not playoff there yet i think they're a fun exciting team i think they're going to be around in the afc north for for a while because i think pittsburgh takes a small step backwards uh i just don't think they're there yet uh, and they made some mistakes you just called it and everyone remember we saw this a week a couple weeks ago when they were in first place when they had a big win and then they laid the egg uh on the next game i think that's what they did at this time they're there uh, i just don't think they're playoff there yet mm-hmm the loss to the Lions. Is that it for Mike Zimmer? Like, there's, there's, is there anything he can do to keep his job at the end of the year? Uh, pray that he at least beats the Bears and maybe Matt Nagy be the first one to go. I think that's the only thing, uh, is if you're Zimmer, uh, you have to hope for. Uh, just, there's just worse quarterbacks in that division. I think, mm-hmm. I think Zimmer probably more safe than Nagy for the Bears. Really? Okay. Is Judge also Sayonara at the end of the year? that's a good one. I don't know about that one yet. Uh, I think so, but yeah, that one's a, that was a close one. I almost feel bad for the new head coach of the Texans in that they didn't make a decision with Deshaun Watson. It's a talent depleted team. They lost 31, nothing yesterday. Like I, but honestly, Clint Sterner, who does Arkansas Game there with us, does an afternoon show, joins us here every now and then in Houston. He does four hours. And I'm texting, and I'm like, four he, hours? Yeah, he does four hours in Houston. And I'm like, what? What? what's the direction? Like, what? what are the Texans doing? Like, what's their future? I mean, I, I you have to do something to try to get something, I guess, or, or move on forward. I, I don't know. That's just a, that's almost a team where, like, it's forgotten, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but they got two wins. They got more wins than the Lions. So, I mean, they're doing oh, at least okay. something All right. better. All right. I see how you're doing there. Um, future Saints starting quarterback Russell Wilson. They, they got the win over the 49ers. Here we go. What? What? I'm just saying. Um, all right. Who you like tonight? Because a lot of people want me to shut up and ask you about this one. I, this has the makings of a good game. Patriots, eight and four at Buffalo, seven and four. The Bills, three point favorite, the over under 40 and a half. 
I told your better host on Friday, Mandy, that you guys all made fun of me with New England as my Super Bowl pick, and they're going to win tonight outright. Uh, I like them on the road. Give me the plus three of New England. They're playing the best football in the AFC, and that defense and run game probably playing some of the best uh, in the NFL. I, I think they'll be able to win this. I mean, Buffalo's already lost two home games, so it's not like they're dominant at home. Give me New mm-hmm. England. Give me mac and cheese on the road with that run game and defense. All right, you're going mac and cheese. Anything happened on, in the ring in the octagon this weekend that you want to mention? Uh, not much. A really good weekend uh, coming up on uh, UFC coming up and some boxing, uh, great boxing matches uh, this weekend. But uh, it's bowl game season, and you got college basketball, so it's just a great time to uh, watch sports and ignore the loved ones. But, hey, tell that kid of yours happy birthday. I will. Thank you so much. I was actually going to send you a text. You're more than welcome to come to the birthday party on Sunday. Uh, is it BYOB, bring your own baby party? Oh, no, it- no, 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 you're good, you're good. And we, okay. y- you can just, uh, stop on by and kind of help us out as we watch all the different games on the TV <laughs> while I, uh-uh, quote unquote, watch them in the bounce house. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you're more than welcome right. to. Just letting you know. Uh, maybe I will, maybe I McQueen will. McQueen will be there. We, basically, I need somebody to oh, watch the dog. Never mind, I gotta go, I'll get back <laughs> in the room right now. I, I need somebody to watch the dog. That's, if I'm being honest with you, <laughs> that's all. So, anyway, get back to me. I'll try. Raphael Esparza right. at Sports, the way to follow on Twitter. Coming up top of the hour, go check out his show over on YouTube. Thank you, but appreciate it, man. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Quick break. We come back. Let's hear. I have been, I haven't been pushing it off. I just, we'll get to it. I just, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed yesterday. Brandon Ingram dropped 40 points for your New Orleans Pelicans, but they lose to a Houston Rockets team that had the same number of wins going into the game, but have won six straights. They now have seven wins. Still await to see what happens this week with the latest on Zion. Remember, last week when I last chatted with you, it was, we're going to rest him for a week. And then see if we can ramp him back up. So we'll see what happens. Two home games this week. We'll get into all of that and more. It's your sports hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So it's about that time for an oil change? We've got what you need. Right now, you can get five quarts of Castrol Edge full synthetic or full synthetic high mileage and an STP extended life oil filter for just $31.99. And you can get it all fast, your way. Just order online with our free same day store pickup or next day delivery. Start your job today at AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. The SiriusXM Listen Free event is on now through December 6th. Enjoy over 100 channels free on the radio in your car, including ESPNU Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio, Mad Dog Radio, ad-free music of every kind, plus incredible entertainment. Hear even more free on the SiriusXM app, including channels dedicated to the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC. We've already turned it on in your car. So press the button and enjoy. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Home of your New Orleans Pelicans. As the team. Took on the Rockets yesterday, but I tell you what. Let's go back a little bit just because obviously it was, you know, the last uh, win by your New Orleans Pelicans. They, they went to Dallas and, and won. Brandon Ingram had a good game back then. Now, 
Brandon, right corner three. Splash down! Good! Timeout, Jason Kidd. Oh, my B.I. <laughs> so, Brandon Ingram had a nice game that game as he dropped 24, and he had an even better one yesterday in Houston. 40 points for him, 15 of 28. Knocked down three threes. It was 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Valanchunas had 17 points, but he was the only other player in double digits in a starting lineup. I, I know, I know, I know. You can go ahead and call me if you like. 504, not 504, sorry. 800-998-1003. Derek Temple started 32 minutes, 5 points. Um, Devontae Graham had 9 points. Herbert Jones, again, he's not in there for the offense. In 22 minutes, had 5 points. But Bailey Hernan Gomez had 10. Naw had 10. That was your offense. I, I don't know. I guess that was a thing that... um it was an issue yesterday offensively. 10 of 38, make or miss league from distance. The threes didn't fall. You shot 42%, got to the line 25 times, made 18. Now they knocked out 17 threes, though. So Houston, seven more threes than you. And you lose by 10, that's a 21-point difference. Head coach Willie Green was asked after the game what was the the major reasons why the team came up short after such a big win in Dallas just a couple you know nights earlier, and Coach Green said, as you would expect, it was more than likely defensive issues and other things. No, it wasn't one particular area. It was just overall. They're a team that reds sometimes one through five, which forces you to play more ISO. We talked about that. Um, and even when teams do it, it's just an, it's, it's a natural thing that happens. We still have to continue to play with ball movement, paint the great, uh, look for kickouts. I thought we tried to, but it just wasn't, it wasn't quite, um, where we wanted it to be. And one of the things, obviously, when you look at, the two games, and you look at the scoring, and you look at the the, the final total of points. You're thinking, okay, well, you know, defense was kind of an issue on there. So, what exactly was that? Just our our communication um, just needs to be at a higher level. It, tonight wasn't to, to our standard, uh, but you know, we'll go back, we'll look at it, and we'll keep working. As far as another number to kind of keep an eye on, and again, it's it's one of those things that I know Todd talks about it a lot too. Sharing of the basketball, movement of the basketball, 19 assists yesterday, and the numbers were down from the previous game. You know, I have to go back and, and, and look at it. Um, just from the eye, the eye test, it felt like we just didn't play fast enough. We didn't play with more enough force, and, and that makes the ball stick. Uh, they did a good job of reading, and we kind of went into some isolations early. Uh, but we got to continue to play our style, and, and we had a little slippage tonight. Um, one of the other things, too, is when, when they tend to have a loss, offensive rhythm, struggling, right? And I guess that goes hand-in-hand hand with the assist numbers not being as high. Coach Green on that? Um, I don't know what, exactly what it was. It just, just seemed like we... Um, just couldn't get into anything with, with enough force. Um, and then we just didn't, we, we didn't get enough stops. Um, that's playing to our strength. Uh, they shot 49% from, from the field and 42 from three. But, you know, we tried to pick it up in the second half. It was a little better. Um, just, just got to make more shots. That's what it comes down to. Uh, we did a good job of not turning the ball over. Our assists could be a little higher, but we, we got to make some shots out there. So you mentioned uh, the guy that was making a ton of shots. What's Brandon Ingram? 40 points. Thoughts on him, coach? He's just aggressive, and he's he's um, he's playing faster. He's getting into the paint. He's, he's in a good groove. So when he's in a groove like this, you just try to continue to run things for him, and then he's, he's looking for his teammates. He's just playing overall. He's playing good basketball. Unfortunately, tonight, it just we just came up short. So one of the things to look at as well is the play of Valanciunas 
It's been consistent. It's been good. So last night, again, the only other starter in double digits. JV, is, he's huge for us. Um, he didn't even have his best game, and he still he, he, he gets a double-double. So, you know, we just need to keep him out of foul trouble. He needs to under, he, he understands, but just staying out of foul trouble, leaving the refs alone, and just continue to play. I thought they were – it was a couple calls didn't go his way, and it frustrated him a, a little bit. But for the most part, J, JV is just huge for us. and We know we can count on him. He's dependable. And, um, you know, hopefully his back is okay. I, I think one of the things as well to look at is the play of Billy Hernan Gomez. And we're going to talk about this next segment a little bit more. I wanted you to hear the sound first as well, though. But I don't think surprisingly – the team is sending Jackson Hayes and Trey Murphy down to the G League over in Birmingham to the, the squadron. It makes sense. I, I I am at a loss as to what I'm seeing when it comes to Trey Murphy. Was it a confidence issue, not getting those minutes? And the reason you have a G League team is to get better, to get that confidence going to, you know, play right now. And as far as Jackson Hayes goes, again, I, I to develop a game, look, we, I was just texting Daniel just now there in that bite. We're going to have him on next segment to kind of talk a little bit more about this because the news just broke that uh, Hayes is going down there with, with Trey Murphy. And... You know, again, you remember when this team drafted Jackson Hayes, the initial thought was that he was going to start in the G League to try to develop because he had, you know, so little basketball in just one year over Texas. So maybe this is something that needed to happen a while back because, again, you're, just, you're looking at the play on the court, and right now it's what we said the last two weeks, essentially when Bailey Hernan Gomez took – Hayes' minutes. You can't take Billy off. I mean, you can't take Hernan Gomez off the floor. He's just, he, he does, he, he positively affects the game. Right? 10 points yesterday, 14 rebounds, 2 steals, an assist in 16 minutes. In 16 minutes. It's pretty good. Trey Murphy, 15 minutes, zero points. He did get six boards. He got a steal. 0 for 4 from 3, 0 for 6 from the field. I that stinks. I just, I mean, I, I, and what I mean, not like that performance is like it just, we've seen that guy shoot. We've seen that guy shoot well. It's just, you know, so look, I, I, I think it's a great move. Go to Birmingham, find the J, find the jumper again, find the touch, get some minutes, get sweaty. You know, get out there and go play. And for Hayes, he needs to develop some game. I, I, It's what I've asked before, and it's not in an ugly manner. But it would be like if I was a shooting coach or a player coach, and you're coming to me with a player, I'm going to ask you, okay, so what is it that you want to develop? And I think that's the thing where we are with Jackson Hayes right now. What kind of player is he going to be? What what is go, What is going to be his calling card? What do you do better than anyone else at that position? Or what do you do well at that position that makes you an NBA player? Like, what do you do? I get you have athleticism. I get you can jump. I get you're tall. Are you using that to shot block? Are you using that to attack the paint? Are you using that for jump hooks? Are you using that as the, as, you know, Elbow, baseline jumpers, is it your range? Are you going to be a good passer? Are you going to be moving off the ball? Are you the alley-oop guy, like Tyson Chandler? Okay, like I think of Tyson Chandler, Tyson was looking for alley-oops. He shot blocked. Like, what is Jackson Hayes' game? And when you picked eighth, you should have a game. In some aspect. That's the disappointing aspect of it. Nikhil Alexander-Walker has game. He's inconsistent. Zion hasn't been able to stay healthy. Those are three first-round draft picks. 
Trey Murphy's a first-round draft pick. I think that's a confidence thing right now. Lack of minutes, trying to get some continuity in. He's got game, though. Like, I can tell you what Trey Murphy can do. He can rebound, he can steal, and I have seen him shoot. That's my, that's my thing. Hayes is my biggest concern. What exactly is his game? I honestly don't know, and I'm not trying to be ugly. I just, I don't know. Like, I'm sending him down to Birmingham or up to Birmingham. What what am I asking for him to work on to come back to me with when he comes back to the Smoothie King Center? I honestly don't know. So let's ask Daniel Salerson. He obviously calls the games and does other things on the Pelicans Radio Network. So, buddy, I know he's not on the list, but I just text him because this news just came out. Let's call Daniel Salerson and let's talk a little bit about this. Trey Murphy, Jackson Hayes going to the G League to try to work in their game. Let's talk a little bit about that next on ESPN New Orleans. It is obvious that our community has taken a big hit. As we all rebuild and come together in the best of ways, the way we do it in South Louisiana, helping our neighbors, family, and especially local businesses, Home Attractor and John Deere would like to thank all of our customers for their business, supporting, and understanding while we work through the damage with plans to be better than ever as a business and a community. Home Attractor is open for business and here to serve our community. We have new John Deere equipment to help get the work done. Home Attractor, at the foot of the tunnel on the east side. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. And right now at Wendy's, they're only a buck each. Wendy's breakfast biscuits, just a dollar. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet your buck on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price of participation may vary. Limit five qualifying items per transaction. Not valid in a combo. Excludes honey butter chicken biscuit. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Daniel Salerson, an emergency guest. That's that's what we're going to call you today, sir. How are you? I've been called worse, so I appreciate you having me, Gus. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm sitting here, and um, we're going over yesterday's game and hearing what head coach Willie Green had to say and Brandon Ingram, and then the news you know, comes out that, that we're going to have uh, Jackson Hayes and Trey Murphy going to Birmingham. First and foremost, that's one of the reasons you want a G League team, right? To help develop players and to do so. And I know the Pelicans have made a lot of effort to to make the squadron a team that, you know, can can generate that. Yeah, absolutely. Not only having their own team, but having a location that is not in Erie, Pennsylvania. And, you know, Erie, Pennsylvania has been a, a G League affiliate for a long time, but you wanted it as close to uh, New Orleans as possible. So in instances like this, that those two guys in Murphy and Hayes can play tomorrow as they host Mexico City and then come right back to New Orleans and uh, be activated for a game against uh, the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday. So, yes, these are the exact reasons why you have a G League team and a G League team that's fairly close. Okay, so I'm glad you said that because that's what I wanted to ask you. What's the process here? Is it where you have to spend some time or can you literally do what you just said? Go play a game and come back and watch here. You can literally have them play on Tuesday, and then they can come back and play on Wednesday. There's there's no rules as far as them not playing in both, or you can only play in one. Jose Alvarado's is different because he's on a two-way, okay. and there's only a certain amount of days he can spend up in the NBA. So his is more to go down and get some reps down there and probably stay down there a little longer 
than Murphy and Hayes. But I saw it um, last week uh, when we were in L.A. Brandon Boston Jr. dropped 46 points for the Agua Caliente Clippers inside the Staples Center, and then that night entered the game for the Clippers in the same home game against New Orleans. So it has mm. been done where a guy has played in the same uh, arena for two different teams uh, in that day. Okay. So, yes, I think this is a chance for them to test out these two guys getting there, playing a game tomorrow since today's an off day. Tomorrow's just a practice day. Letting them play 25, 30 minutes and then have them call back um, to mm. work out with the team. That's interesting. Uh, I guess, first and foremost, the reason you're trying to do this is, is to get some minutes and, and work on developing some things. Let's start with one that I don't think is as complicated. And this is just my opinion, Daniel. Trey Murphy. I think it's a confidence thing. I know I've seen him play defense. He had some rebounds yesterday. He didn't have any points. I think he just needs to find his shot again. Maybe in the flow of the game, get going. But I know he can do other things, so I know he has game. It's just trying to put it all together at this level. Would you say that? Yeah, his shooting has definitely improved in the last, you know, we were tracking in the last seven games, he was 11-14 from three, and then last night he went 0-4. Um, but he was getting some pretty consistent uh, threes up, but he wasn't playing consistent minutes. And so I think what this will help with Trey is not only seeing about him getting more shots up, but I think defensively um, it's been a little bit of a challenge for Trey adjusting to the NBA. And so I think this is a chance to work with head coach Ryan Pannone, learn the principles, test them out in the game because there's there's less pressure in a G League game for Trey Murphy. I know they're trying to win, but for them it's to work on these certain fundamentals and work on defensive principles. And I think uh, being able to do that instead of, you know, just in practice um, is helpful. Game minutes are, are definitely big experiences. And, again, that's why we have the G League. So, yeah, I think Trey Murphy, um, not only the offense, but I think the defense is what really uh, Trey could be working on there in Birmingham. All right, the other is Jackson Hayes, Daniel, and I've said this before you came on and following in the preceding segment. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm not trying to, you know, be demeaning or anything. I just, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm, I'm legitimately asking you, anybody, what is Jackson Hayes' game? I think that's the problem that I have right now, where I look at Billy Hernan Gomez, I can't get him out of a game. I cannot not use him. 10 points, 14 rebounds, and assist two steals in 16 minutes. I, I don't know how else you can affect a game better from that situation. And when I look at Jackson, what are you? Like, what, what is, what are we we're going to work on? When you show up to Birmingham in a couple of games and you do, the, like, what are we working on? Is it a shot? Is it, is it a post-present? Is it, you know, you're going to be the alley-oop guy? Is it shot blocking? Is it passing? You know, like, what is Jackson Hayes' game? And in three years, I, I don't know if I can answer that. I think, one, you're right. Billy Hernan Gomez has solidified himself as the backup center, and there's been uh, so many examples of why. And you mentioned a few of I mean, two straight games of over 13-plus rebounds for uh, for Billy. Um, and he, again, is just a little bit more reliable right now than Jackson. Um, I think that's what they're trying to figure out with Jackson. I, I think definitely a post game is something that Jackson has not really had in the NBA, but also he didn't need that at, at University of Texas. Sounds like you said he was a guy that was athletic, could run the floor, and can dunk, lay it in. Um, so he really didn't have to have that post-move presence. Where you probably need to do here, and yes, his shot has improved, and we saw against Utah sure. um, in a game that was pretty much over in the fourth quarter, drained three threes, and all of a sudden is your, your leading scorer playing just uh, 12 minutes. So um, I think for Jackson, again, I think it's defensive principles. It's, you know learning to play in the post um, defensively and offensively and see what he's got, see what he's learned. And so I think it's, again, since he's not playing in the NBA right now, since he's out of the rotation, it doesn't hurt for him to go in there and get 25, 30 minutes of game action instead of just practice time. Now we see this in the past with Nikhil Alexander-Walker last year, but it was not more than, what, a game or two at the most, right, Daniel? Is this where you see, as you're mentioning, something that the Pels feel that they're going to do moving forward for a little bit at least, more than one game going back and forth? Or, like, I guess what I'm getting at is, is the squadron going to suit up Jackson Hayes and Trey Murphy more than once? I think that will be up to Willie Green and Trajan Langdon and their staff. I think maybe Willie will probably explain more tomorrow as there's no practice today, but we will hear from tomorrow. So I'm not sure if I can answer that fully, sure. but – Again, that is the benefit of the squadron being in Birmingham that in these stretches, because here's the thing, too, is finally the Pelicans have two days in between games. I mean, they've played the most games in the NBA so far at 26. So there are a few stretches here 
that you're two days in between games that if there's a home game for Birmingham, you can you can fly them up there, play a game, and come back. There's a, a time in late December that there's three days in between games. So I think a lot of this is also the schedule and where we're at since Birmingham finally opened up their arena and are able to play home games. I think that opens things up for them to maybe bring them up and down and back and forth depending on where the Pelicans are since they're at yeah. home for the entire week. So this could be a Jackson and Jerry Murphy play tomorrow and then come back Wednesday, or you know they stay there for the week and then come back home at the end of the week. I think it just all depends on the situation and what you know Trajan Langdon and company have in, have in mind. I had a listener just text, why wouldn't you just keep them with the team and travel with them? Is it? I'm looking at it, is it a roster thing? Is it just numbers that maybe you don't want to be without Hayes and Murphy in case an injury takes place in a game to where you don't have them? Because I guess that wouldn't make sense. You know, go go over there for a week, go over there for two weeks, play for five games. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's two of your contract guys that you're without. Um, I mean, it certainly can be an option. But, yeah, I mean, in case of emergency there, if Billy goes down to the game, you have no backup center. And so Jackson Hayes needs to be there. I think Trey maybe can stay you know, a little bit, but he's played a, a few minutes here in these last couple of games. So, again, I think that's more of a, a Trajan and Willie question as far as how they want to handle it. And it's certainly an option, but, yeah, I think for depth purposes, and, again, the Pelicans have dealt with some injuries this season. Josh Hart missed the last three games. You don't want to take that risk of, of having those two guys in Birmingham and then you're really shorthanded um, with the Pelicans if some injuries pop up. So um, I think this will be a good test for us. So look, this, this is something that the Pelicans haven't dealt with besides – sending some players, like you mentioned, to Erie, which is a little bit more of a different situation based sure. on where the location is. So, uh, again, it's back and forth. We could be seeing these releases come out more frequently, but I guess only time will tell to see how the Pelicans manage these two guys. Well, I was asking you because I think you should run the organization, right? I mean, why? Uh, you, that you, would not be a good idea. No, you sure? You don't want to be uh, Super Vice President of Basketball Operations, Daniel Salerson? Quick question on the NBA, sir. Um, and obviously we'll get to the game on Wednesday I think yesterday really the only weekend the shots didn't fall. I mean, I don't know what else to really look at when you look at the Rockets, you know, game. Look, you've, sh- you've shown you can beat Dallas. You've shown you can beat Utah when you make shots and you and you play to your capability. I guess that's the only way I can really look at it. When I look at the West, man, Warriors and Suns have played each other. We've seen some games that have been interesting. I, I'm surprised here. I thought Memphis wouldn't be winning without Ja Morant. They've won four straight. Seven and three in their last ten. How are they winning? Yeah, I think um, one is a little bit based on the schedule too of who they played. Of course, they had that seventy-three point win over Oklahoma City last. Is week. that unbelievable? That um, uh, it's I. I was shocked when I saw that alert come up on my phone. I could not believe it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, again, this team has has some depth, and this team has some players that are capable. Desmond Bain. Um, has been taking the role for John Moran. You have Dylan Brooks out there. I mean, you have some guys um, that can fill it up for this team. And if the schedule, you know, benefits you, then, yeah, you can win some games without your your star player. And, look, you know, the Pelicans haven't done it consistently. But, like we mentioned, they're capable of, of winning some games without Zion Williamson. They've done mm-hmm. it with B.I. You've gotten some big wins on the road. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly possible. Yeah, it's, it, you know, you don't want that to happen if you're a Pelicans fan to see them go 4-0 without John Moran. But, um, you never know. I mean, no one expected the Rockets to win 15 in a row and then win six or lose 15 in a row and then win six in a row. Something that hasn't happened in professional sports right. um, ever. And so uh, the NBA, again, it's, it's anything can happen on any given night. You're, you're seeing that with some of these teams. 30 seconds before I get to the top of the hour break. Portland, 11 and 13, sitting in the 10th spot. There's a, there's a lot of unrest in reports, that is, with Damian Lillard, Chauncey, the team and players. What do you make of that old situation? I think it's a tough situation for a first-year head coach to be in, um, especially now when there could be some doubt about your star player or if you want to leave or if there's maybe they can get a trade. You know, there's some rumors around that maybe they can work out a deal with Philly to get Ben Simmons. So I think it's just something to keep an eye on. But they, they are struggling. I think they have one or two road wins all season long. Um, and also Lillard is hurt right now. So, yeah, when you when you get let go of your, yeah. your general manager and you're not winning and you're under a first-year head coach that's calling your players out, um, it seems like a lot of tension right now in Portland going on. Yeah, not good when the guy that hired you is no longer down the hall, and you're right. They are 1-10 away from Portland. That's not good. Daniel Salison, thank you for being an emergency guest, sir. But how do we want to talk about Jackson Hayes and Trey Murphy starting to get some games in the G League? And we need to start getting uh, some folks over from the squadron. So we'll start working on that, maybe get Eli Golden on stuff. Thank you, man.
Anytime. Happy birthday, Carver. Oh, awesome. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Yep. Hard to believe my little dude is five today. Yikes. Sports Hangover continues next. We will hear from Mike Triplett at 2.15. Carlin favorite as well. It's the Sports Hangover. I'm your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking Hello, Mr. Crane. I'm calling about today's appointment. The tree is scheduled to fall on your RV at 214 today. We any way we can reschedule, we're really enjoying our trip. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's our only opening. Can it just be a little tree? Mm, let me check. No, sorry, our file says it's a huge one. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Is it 214 p.m. or a.m.? You know, I'm not sure. Can I put you on a brief hold? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease.